Hi, and welcome to the Black Lens Podcast, where we are giving voice to the Black experience through lenses. Stay tuned for today's episode. Hi, and welcome back to the Black Lens. We are so happy to be here and happy that you stopped by. We are on episode two, Growing Up in San Francisco. If you are new here, my name is Brianna and I'm the co-host of The Black Lens. I'm born and raised in San Francisco, but currently living in Brooklyn with my husband and my cat. Hi everyone, my name is Zaria and I'm the co-host of The Black Lens. I'm currently in Atlanta, Georgia, but born and raised in San Francisco. I graduated from Agnes Scott College in 2018 and I relocated back to the area um, in the midst of COVID. We're so happy to have this conversation and kind of bring it back to a place that we love and call home, San Francisco. And speaking of lenses, San Francisco is our hometown and it's where we grew up and it really shaped the way that we perceive the world and popular culture um, and, and just the world around us. So we're excited to be talking about kind of our childhood and um, everything that we really love uh, about growing up in San Francisco. Absolutely. And speaking of childhood, we have a special, special guest with us today. I am ecstatic and honored to introduce my twin sister, um, Zanae. She is an amazing young woman working in tech. She is based in LA, but kind of travels between Atlanta and LA. Um, She lives between both coasts, but we are so happy to have her today. This is her first podcast debut. Ow, ow. Hey, y'all. This marvelous introduction, I feel so, <laughs> so honored. Um, yeah, but like Zaria said, I'm Zanae, her twin sister. I'm just so excited to be on this episode talking about like my home, where I'm from, San Francisco. The hypiest city on the planet. <laughs> is it? <laughs> All that Truly. it is. San Francisco is a lot of things. And again, it's the, it's a place that we grew up and we know very intimately. And so just to paint a picture of San Francisco for the folks that aren't from San Francisco or haven't been in a while, San Francisco is a pretty small city um, based in Northern California. So no, we are not LA. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> We're based in Northern California. It's a very small city, seven by seven miles. So 49 square miles, a population of 800,000. So under 1 million, pretty small for our metro city. In recent years, there has been a, a decline in the population. People are moving further east and um, people who are close and intimately know kind of the situation. There's been a lot of gentrification um, and an influx of higher income individuals choosing to live in San Francisco. And that's caused a mass moving out of, of people of color out into the East Bay, South Bay, and into the Valley areas in California. Um, minimum wage is fifteen fifty nine, which again, will kind of paint the picture of what um, San Francisco looks like. It is a city that has um, pretty high income levels. And so the minimum wage being double that of the national minimum wage is pretty indicative of that. So to open up today's conversation, we have a segment called The Best of San Francisco, a sentence of why we love our top neighborhood. So let's get into this. Zanae, I think because you're the guest, you have to go first. Oh, wow. That's <laughs> pressure. Okay, so I'm definitely going to start off with saying Bayview. In this segment, we are going to each pick three neighborhoods, three of our, our favorite neighborhoods in San Francisco. That's where we grew up for a lot of our formative years. Um, a lot of memories were made on Thomas. Yes. The um, Blue House. And so... <laughs> 
the blue house will forever remain true to our childhood you know so many memories there so many good feelings so so much nostalgia so um, I have to start with the Bayview, Hunter's Point. I'm going to go with the marina. That's just like one of my favorite places in the city. But more spe- most specifically, Chrissy Fields. Yes. Like, oh. uh, I love like that Chrissy Fields. And um, what is that outdoor place? The Palace of Fine Arts. I don't know if a lot of y'all will know this. But back in the day, there used to be this really fun museum there. They they moved it to, of course, what is it? Like It's like Pier 1 or something like that off of the war. Exploratorium. It was like the best field trip. Like you would go there once a year and only the like, you would have to be on like your tip top like performance in class. Like everybody wanted to yeah. go to this field trip because it was like the most fun. All of the schools right. there. If you, did you like, did you really grow up in San Francisco if you didn't go to the Exploratorium? That Exploratorium? Exactly. <laughs> that Exploratorium <laughs> specifically. So I definitely am going to say the marina. Um, and then lastly, I'm going to say Fillmore. Fillmore is just the history there for like black people. Um, just with jazz, the restaurants and things of that sort, um, really, I would say, is a hub, if you will, like one of the last places outside of Bayview Hunters Point where you can find some of that like black culture um, in San Francisco. So, yes, that's my top three. Okay. Sorry, what you got? What you got next? Okay, so in particular order, my top will be Baby Hunters Point period. Again, we grew up in that in that neighborhood and we have a lot of vivid memories of growing up there. And I think there is a um unifying experience that folks have in Bayview. Um, and so that has, has done a lot to shape the way I see the world and the way I see San Francisco. Um, next would be the design district. The design district is really cool because it's tucked between like Mission Bay, Petrero mm. Hill. And um, it's the a hidden gym. It's it's a hidden gym. I love the design district, but I always feel so inspired there. The showrooms and the art scene in San Francisco is is hidden, but it's beautiful. It's so artsy and cool. The design district also has great food. Last but not least, I'd have to say I want to swap my answer. You forgot to remember um, to mention something else. What? Throwing ones. <laughs> Who threw ones? <laughs> you threw ones on mission. Listen, we're not going to talk about all that. Um, that's for another time. <laughs> um, yoga, yoga, yoga for the people is in the mission. I just have, yeah, I just have so many. Oh, also um, the craft store. Um, Girl, what's what about that craft store? That's my favorite. I'm sorry. That's my favorite oh. fabric store. In, that's the best fabric store in San Francisco. Thrift Town. Yeah, next door, Forget next to that. Thrift Town. Thrift Thrift Town was Town. the best thrift store in San Francisco on Mission. Yes. And what was that? 15th or 17th? On 17th and Mission, the best thrift store in the entire city. They closed Thrift it. Town. Yeah. But next to it was this amazing fabric store. And it's still there. They have all the discount fabrics that you could think of. All the crafts. Everything. Amazing. Yeah. But there's like... Yeah. Mm, go ahead there is one place one one design shop fabric store that ups that place and that's a hidden gem we can talk about that another time right can I finish mine okay so (laughs) the mission first and foremost 
definitely Bayview. Like I grew up in Bayview. So many memories on Thomas Street, living across the street from Thurgood Marshall High School. Um, good. <laughs> taking the, the 54 and the 44. T-train. T-train. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I love it. Walking down to San Bruno to get Chinese food growing up. Like I, I just love being in Bayview because um, it just feels like home. And then lastly, this one is hard because uh, I guess this technically doesn't, it's not San Francisco, but it's a part of San Francisco. And that uh, is the, the island, Treasure Island. Okay. Um, so Yay. we, yeah, fun fact is that we actually, you know, me and my sisters, we lived with my mom, obviously, in um, Treasure Island for a couple years. We lived there for three years. So that's a big part of my childhood. It is a beautiful island. It is so quaint. And it, yeah, it's just a gem. And if you haven't been to Treasure Island to see the view over of the city skyline, San Francisco skyline, you have to do it because it is it's absolutely beautiful. Additionally, some of our favorite videos and like really iconic songs were like filmed there. Um, Kendrick Lamar filmed there. Drake filmed yeah. there. Um, you know, so it's just a lot cool little fun fact to throw out there. And it's like in between San Francisco and Oakland. So, yeah, definitely. I, I definitely agree. I'm glad someone mentioned that because I was going to say an honorable mention is Treasure Island. <laughs> okay, so that's it for this segment. Um, let us know what what is y'all's favorite neighborhood in San Francisco because there are so many more that, that we didn't mention in this um in this segment so I'm interested to know like other gyms that people love I'm sure there's um, definitely going to be like a Castro somewhere Noe Valley yeah North Beach Japantown yeah there's so many more um all right we'll be back soon I would say like the the Knob Hill area I think I like really I like that area a lot because it makes me feel and maybe I'm thinking more towards closer to, towards Union Square, so like that area. But it's really cool because I love that area because it really feels like they have like rooftops and cute hidden restaurants and things that you, if you are just looking on the surface, you would miss. But it's so many like cool opportunities to be at nice bars and like cool jazz rooms and things that you would miss if you didn't want to be close to the Tenderloin. So. <laughs> the TLs. Okay. Um, so for me, I would Oh wait, yeah, no mission. I'm sorry. No. <laughs> See, no, that that's oh actually my God, on my list. Yeah. So number one on my list is the mission slash Valencia. Um, the I just have a lot of like coming of age stories that happened in the mission. Like just, just you know, Skylark, we got double dutch, we have like there's just so many, you know, now they have cream, the ice cream place there. Um, I've gotten piercings in, in the mission. Like I just love I love being on the mission and also um my favorite my favorite taqueria, not even my favorite the best taqueria. No, Pancho Villa and El Farlito yes. are all on the mission. So, yeah, I, I could not do this without talking about Mission Street. Um, so, Zaria, can you tell the, uh, the viewers where we grew up since we are all siblings here and we grew up in the same household? Absolutely. So, uh, our family grew up in Treasure Island. That's kind of our early childhood. 
But we we transitioned to Baby Hunter's Point uh, right when Zanae and I were twins. We were going into the second grade and Brianna was starting mm. middle school. And so this was yeah. a really formative time for all of us. And it's really interesting because Bayview is um, is actually one of the areas in San Francisco that has the highest concentration of kids. Ironically, San Francisco has more dogs than kids <laughs> in the entire city. Uh, but the area that we grew up in was actually, there were a lot of kids and a lot of, it's a fourth of SFUSD school kids, school age kids are coming from Bayview Hunters Point. So that the community was bustling with kids. Um, there were a lot of kind of, school-aged kids on our block as well. But uh, we grew up in Baby Hunters Point. And again, that's in the Southeast community of San Francisco, um, one of the most diverse corners of San Francisco. Um, there is a very, our, historically, there's been very high um, Black population. There's also a, a very high Latinx community. And there's also a moderately high Asian community as well. And there is a, a fair Polynesian Pacific Islander community as well. So the, the area is really diverse and it's, it's a corner of the city that has some of everything. So you have your beauty supply stores, you have oh. your taquerias, you don't have to go all the way to the mission to get like pretty good, decent Mexican food. Um, you have several high schools, middle schools, um, elementary schools you have a it's a very dynamic corner of the city compared to a lot of other neighborhoods throughout um, San Francisco so Bayview Hunters Point was very very formative for us it was a lot of um, fun we rode the bus lines in Bayview we went to the beauty supply stores we walked to San Bruno went to <laughs> went and got our Chinese food we, we did a lot in Bayview in our childhood took swimming lessons yes oh yeah, yeah. we cool. used to go to MLK pool that was a wild time honestly but it was so fun because there would be so many kids in the summer um like in the pool swimming oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah the swim lessons were so fun and then we would go to that mcdonald's right there afterwards sometimes uh -huh. <laughs> yes mm -hmm. that's like san francisco summer so that's just to yeah. give you guys an understanding of kind of where we grew up what baby was to us um and to kind of frame the conversation because i know there's some sfusd kids so that's gonna be bop, bop, bop. <laughs> lesser bar school yeah. so brie what schools did you go to yeah, so I I went to so what Zaria forgot to mention since she was she's younger than I am is that before we actually moved to Treasure Island we lived in Bayshore which is kind of near like um, on the very outskirts of the city kind of close to Visitation Valley District um, and so we lived there for a little bit before we moved to Treasure Island so I went actually went to Bayshore elementary school before I transferred to Treasure Island school. Um, Treasure Island school was honestly so fun. It was like yeah. an island filled with kids and we knew every kid on the island and we did the after school programs with all the kids on the island. So it was like, if you grew up um, and you had some years on the island, you all, everybody knows each other. So that was like really, really fun to experience. Um, and it was so safe because there wasn't anything else on the island besides housing and kids where everybody knew each other. All the parents knew each other. So we would ride bikes all together. We would explore the island. We would go to um, the rocks at the end of the island, like and yes. be close to the water. 
um, it was just a really, really fun time. So I went to Treasure Island School. Wait, pause. Do y'all remember the man in the red dress? <laughs> that oh was the God. only threat that we had. Yeah. On and, and the thing funny. about it, now that I look back right. on it, he, I think they were trans. Yeah. 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 Which is so interesting. That, that is really interesting. So basically, on Treasure Island, like, the only thing that, that would scare us was there was this, there was this, like, kind of ghost story that the kids would tell. And it was that, like, the man in the red dress is going to get you. And so we would be spooked to go to that part of the island, apparently, where this person lived. But now... In hindsight, looking back on it, this man was probably just trans, which is fine. And we were just scared kids. <laughs> yeah. But that's the thing that's really interesting, too, is, is there was a whole story behind it, um, behind who he was. Remember, like, I don't know if you guys remember, but we will climb this tree. And from the yeah. tree. Our tree house. Our yes, house. Yeah. From the tree, you can see inside. I don't know if that was his house or just an abandoned house with like yeah. red paint on the wall and it was this elaborate story of who this man in the red dress was um which is just really interesting now thinking about it retrospectively like how dangerous those kind of rhetorics and narratives are but yeah that's so true wow. um but yeah, so I so I went to Treasure Island School, and then after Treasure Island School, like Zaria said, we moved back to San Francisco, and I started middle school, um, where I went to Aptis, which Aptis. was super lit. Like Aptis, Aptis was honestly, Aptis, like outside of just me being a, a preteen and hating middle school in general, like Aptis was actually a really fun school. Um, <laughs> A lot of the kids from the neighborhood where Aptis is, is like kind of ocean view, lake view. So all the Lakeview kids went there. So it was just really fun because our grandparents um, own a house in Lakeview. So that's kind of, that's where my mom grew up. Um, so everybody knew each other again. So it, it was just like a big party when we got to middle school because we all knew each other from the neighborhood. Um, and then for high school, I went to Bow. Um, and Bow was really interesting in that it was a melting pot, right? So we had kids, um, we had kids from Sunnydale, and we had kids from Lakeview also, and it was just a big mix. Um, so that was really interesting to like see everybody in their like groups um, of where what part of the San Francisco they're from. What was really always really interesting to me as Brianna's younger sister was seeing or experiencing almost like middle school and high school through her lens and so like before we even means they also went to Aptis but before we were able before we even went to Aptis and were students there we were able to get a feel of what the vibe was going to be through her experience and so we were <laughs> almost like primed and prepped for how lit these experiences were going to be um and even with high school we were under the impression that we were going to go to uh, the same high school as Brianna which they can elaborate on a little bit more but we were under the impression that we were going to go to the same high school as Brianna. So it was kind of like thinking like, oh, which teachers do we get? Or like, where do we go after school? What's the cool spots? Where's the Hawaiian barbecue spot? Like, it was a really cool experience to kind of see those, uh, those years through her experience. So for us, the schools that we went to are, I guess it will be, oh, yeah. So elementary school, we went to Treasure Island School from kindergarten to first grade, I believe. 
And second grade, that's when we moved back to San Francisco, as Brianna mentioned. Um, and then we went to Guadalupe Elementary School, Guadalupe, where everyone was um, Asian and Latinx, um, with very small Pacific Island representation. And I believe Zari and I, maybe another girl, were like the only Black kids in our graduating fifth grade class. So that was like a really big shock um, for us. And then for middle school, we went to Aftis as well. Zaria kind of mentioned this. We were kind of prepped and primed for it because um, Brianna and our older cousin had went there as well. So we kind of knew what to expect. Also, our our family members, our other, like our uncles went to Aftis as well. Like Aftis was kind of um, a school that majority of our family went <laughs> not just us. So yeah, that was interesting too. Yeah. High school. So Zari and I had a very big rude awakening. Um, we thought we were going to go to Balboa, but <laughs> our school, we were in the school zone for Thurgood Marshall. And initially, initially we were so upset about this. We were like, oh my gosh, we don't want to go to the school. Nobody we know from like middle school and our friends are going to go here. And we were literally like the only students from middle school who went to Thurgood. And little did we know, Thurgood was well across the street from our childhood home. So we like literally we could they need to know how close Thurgood was. Like we could see we could see the school from in front of our house. That's see that's how close in front this, of the our school house. was. And the biggest reason why mom didn't want y'all to go to Bow is really because it was further like that that was pretty much the biggest difference was that bow was further and Thurgood was literally across the street yeah it was further. and me and Zaria actually used this to our benefit because we would literally wait till the last minute to leave for school we would literally leave like two minutes before the bell would ring and we would like sprint down the hill to go to school <laughs> so in, in hindsight we end up really liking it but we did move in the middle of like, was it sophomore or junior year of high school? It was Daria? sophomore year, spring semester. Sophomore year. And we moved to Antioch, which is like 75 miles okay. inland. Okay. So, okay. Antioch is literally 50 miles. <laughs> 50. It feels like 75. We had never commuted <laughs> that far in our life. We grew up in San Francisco, went to San Francisco schools. The most we'd be in traffic was for like, what, 40 minutes? It's that. Yeah. Like, that that and commute was terrible like tumultuous that I think we definitely took it for granted can we all agree that we took living across the street from Thurgood yeah, yeah that for sure and just being in the city in general and I think that like some of some of the viewers may be able to relate to this especially if they're San Francisco natives because a lot of San Francisco um, natives like Zaria said can't couldn't afford to live in the city anymore and so they were being pushed. It was almost like a mass exodus of black and brown communities being pushed um, further and further out. And so our mom ended up buying a house in Antioch, which a lot of other families did. And now it's like a huge community of San Francisco natives that are living in Antioch, living in Pittsburgh, um, living in those places because it's, it's so much cheaper, but it really takes a toll on you when you have to commute back to San Francisco for school. Yeah. And then learning a whole new, um, method of transportation that was like kind of our introduction to taking muni i mean taking um bart yeah which and is, bart is not for the faint of heart bart is 
for sure. Yeah. Okay. So speaking of childhood, um, we have some questions to kind of gear us back to what was like growing up in San Francisco like? Because I think, like you like to name mentioned, like it, our worlds are so different now. Um, but what did y'all do during the summer? Because I know, like for us, I mean, Zanae and I, we were in summer programs and just really had really full, robust summers. But Brianna, what were your summers like? Yeah, and it's so interesting because our our experiences are so different in this way because I am four years older than y'all. Um, I did a lot of different things, but I was really into like camping. So I did a lot of camping programs. I've done um, hiking, backpacking. I've done a semester at sea. Um, and I'll talk more about that in a little bit, but I've also done things like... Um, ah the self-defense classes. So I've done self-defense classes in the mission at the women's building, uh, which is on, which street is, do do y'all know which street? Is that 17th? Or is it 18th? It might be 17th. Um, But anywho, yeah, I, so I've done a lot of programs out of the women's building growing up in the summer. Um, I've done uh, a semester at sea where I, basically it was uh, through tall ships, which is sadly, sadly, was underfunded and had to shut down. But it was a basically an all women's like alternative um, high school semester at sea. Um, And I know a couple of other, a couple of other actually like black girls who've done tall ships as well. Um, But basically, yeah, I I took a semester away from Balboa. And I actually was in the Caribbean um, studying abroad on a ship. So I've done like some really, really cool things in San Francisco, which is one of the reasons why I and I always think back to my childhood and my childhood summers. And I'm just so grateful because I did I did so many programs and most majority of them like were free. All I did was like apply or sign up. You know, mm-hmm. I've done um, when I was in high school, I went to Mexico and stayed there for three weeks with a host family. So there was a lot of opportunities um, for me growing up. And I'm like always thankful for that. Um, but what about y'all? Because I know it was super different um, for you two. Because as you, again, you know, y'all were a little bit younger than me. So I'll let you take this name. Um, For us, Zari kind of skimmed across it. But like, we did a lot of, I, I won't say the same kind of programs, but we did a lot of park and rec. Like their little, I, what would we call it? Like intensive, week intensive. Mm-hmm. So we did like sports. Um, we did basketball, we did track, we did volleyball, we did their cooking classes, we did um some church, what is it, a church summer camp at Arctic um first. what's it called? Arcade first at the Christian Center. Vacation um, Bible School. Oh, yeah. Vacation Bible School. <laughs> Vacation Bible School. Like now that I'm saying it, it doesn't sound like that much, but it honestly felt like every single week we had maybe like one or two weeks. Yeah. Last of the summer where we had like nothing and we would go to like maybe Santa Cruz. I think that's what we would do. We would go to Santa Cruz one time in the summer with like our family. You know, one thing that mom never let us do that I've always been jealous of, of other kids is Cat Mendocino. <laughs> exactly. All of my friends from the island growing up went to Cat Mendocino and my mom was just like, nope, y'all can't go to Cat Mendocino. And it just broke my, it crushed my soul every time, crushed my spirit. Dang. Yeah. <laughs> what was the one in the woods, the sleepaway camp? I don't know. 
Zarya that Jazz used to go oh, to. Oh, Hidden Villa. Hidden Villa. Yeah, we to go there <laughs> it was definitely Cat Medicino and Hidden Villa. Those are the two that I used to wish so badly we would go to. And we never got the chance to go. Oh, those are fun. We didn't have really robust summers. We really did. I think mom did a really good job at keeping us in those programs. And shout out to those programs as well. I think San Francisco does um, a fair job at making sure that there are opportunities for students of every in- income level to have an enriched summer. Like the cooking classes were always so much fun. And we always like learned so much. The The sports really built us a foundation for um, like the season and our school seasons. And it really sharpened our skills. Um, and then just like the, the idea of building community outside of school, I think was really important. So we, we always had a pretty full summer, which in hindsight, I'm very thankful for. Yeah, yeah because everybody did not have that kind of summer for sure. Yeah. Yeah. What would y'all say like now that we're all um, young adults and like we've, you know, experienced kind of growing up in San Francisco, what would y'all say is like a quintessential SF summer for y'all? Okay, can I just say one thing? Like, it doesn't matter. Like, regardless, this reminds me of summer. Going to San Bruno <laughs> and getting one of those $5 sandwiches, yeah. some Charlie eggs, yeah. and the Arizona. Yeah, and she's Silver talking and about Bruno. the sandwiches, yes, from Silver and San Bruno. It's called White Castle. It's a, like a corner store, basically. And it has the best sandwiches in San Francisco after Roxy's. Don't at me, please. It, it really I've never does. had a Roxy. I've never had You've this. never had a Roxy sandwich? Is that oh, from no. Herrera or Mission? No, it's uh right across the street from Balboa swimming pool. Also, oh, if you're not if you're not if you're not a you know oh, yeah. you didn't go to Bow and you, you know, you're not used to that area, then it makes sense. But yeah, we for sure, I for sure grew up eating Roxy sandwiches, um, going to Bow because I was just so and- close in such close proximity to it. I think that's a really San Francisco thing. Like our sandwiches are like pretty top tier and you can't go everywhere and get like a Dutch crunch. Yeah. Like, that garlic spread. Like that's very true to San Francisco. It, it absolutely is. And it's so interesting, especially because I live in Brooklyn now and everyone talks about the bodega sandwiches and the bodega this, the bodega that. And I still crave that sandwich from San Bruno and Silver. <laughs> White Castle, period. Or Roxy's. Like those are still the best sandwiches that I've ever had to date. So. Wait, but Although, no, have in San Francisco, on Valencia, on Valencia, on the way to, to Dolores. So it's on Valencia and like, oh yeah, 20th, yeah. maybe 17, 19th. Their sandwiches are it, really good. Uh, I, can't, I don't think it's the Dolores sandwiches or something no. like that. It's, it's a Reyes. Oh, okay. I've never actually had a Reyes sandwich. Their sandwiches are so Sadly. good. <laughs> They're vegan sandwiches are amazing but an honorable mention is little luca although it's not in san francisco yeah yeah you you can't talk about it you cannot talk about sandwiches without bringing up little lucas as well yeah they got it that pesto spread child it's really good that garlic yeah child it's so good um so what yeah zaria what's yours for me what's your quintessential quintessential sf sf summer so two things. One, I'd have to say the MLK pool and the McDonald's <laughs> duo. <Yeah. laughs> that combo is undefeated. That is like 
thinking people had doodle turds in the pool, everybody having to get out, <laughs> like all that. Yeah. <laughs> I love all that energy. <laughs> like that was like <laughs> so much fun. Like the MLK pool and the McDonald's yeah. pool. Oh, so my hair, some my of- hair after all that swimming used to be done for. Okay. <laughs> So um, much ass. Look. Okay. <laughs> and then the second one. Someone. Sorry, oh. I was going to say someone fake drowning and everybody got to leave the pool. <laughs> <and they're> closing <laughs> down. Second, I'd have to say is that when that Indian summer hit, when it's back to school time. Yeah. That, that is August like summer. That, feel, that is San Francisco summer to me. Like back to school time is finally getting to like 75 degrees. Everybody yeah. in shorts and Uggs and whatever else. <laughs> right. All that, all that. I love that. Like, to me, that's what feels the most like summer in San Francisco. It's back yeah. to school time. It's so true. Because, like, our for me, our summer is so late. Like, it don't hit till August, September, right? And we're just, they just experienced October. that October, right? And even just this year, like, people were just saying, like, last week they were having a heat wave in San Francisco. And I'm like, oh, yep, that's very on brand because it, it gets so warm later, um, right after summer. So for me, I would definitely say just, like, driving down Highway 1 is it for me, especially because and being by the beach. Um, although, like, because I used to work at the San Francisco Zoo, I forgot to mention this. Um, another thing I did in the summer was work at the San Francisco Zoo <laughs> growing up. And so I just love being by the beach, you know? And like we, like I would walk Park Merced all the time um, and then just kind of be, and you can just see the beach from there. It's just so pretty. So, and then when I got to high school, I did a lot of bonfires in the summer. Um, so yeah, I, I love being by Ocean Beach, definitely. That's like quintessential um san francisco summer for me oh honorable mention is the safeway by ocean beach everybody used to be going there to get their liquor before going to the bonfire so yes (laughs) i've fun fact i've never been to a bonfire in san francisco but there was this huge bonfire that happened in the city at ocean beach i think it was a black valley oh the black black valley they had a big bonfire I don't know if it was Black Valley. Girl, no. the, the... I think you told me about it. You were like, it's in San Francisco. That's when I was anti-social. Yes. I think I was trying to, and... I remember I was out that day and my friend was texting me like, oh, come to the bonfire. And I was like, oh no, I'm tired. And literally, like, I heard story. I still hear stories about that bonfire. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we definitely have some, I have some unforgettable memories from um bonfires Get, take me back to 2010 oh i'm telling my age but take me back to to year <laughs> 2010 san francisco ocean beach bonfires like th- those are unmatched for sure um but yeah i think we'll pause here and then move on to our next segment um yeah. so i'll talk to y'all soon welcome back and thank you for um tuning in with us so on this segment titled muni muses the girls explore what Muni means to every San Franciscan. <laughs> <laughs> so let's open it up. What is the cleanest bus line? Ooh. That is there a that clean bus line? Parnassus, a five Parnassus. Oh, yeah, that goes, that. Nobody even knows where that bus line goes. I, yeah, I literally can't even tell you. It goes like by Kizar, like I'm that weak. area. She said the five. <laughs> the, five Parna- the Parnassus took me. All right. 
Um, I don't even know what that neighborhood is, but that bus right. stop is clean. By Kizar. That's like Cole Valley. Yeah, we know why. Cole Valley's hella white. <laughs> we know why they buses will be clean. Right. Yeah. But that, anywho. That's a topic for another day. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what? Remember when 12 would be hopping on the bus? Oh my God. Check it out. What y'all hopping on the bus for? When they have this, okay, can I just share with y'all real quick what I would do, right? So they would always hop on at um at Geneva and Mission, right? They would hop on the, it, I would be on the 15, which is now known as the 9. I'd be on the 15. They would hop on the front. And you know, back then the buses had three doors. So they would hop on the front and I would be in the back. And by the time they got to the back, I would hop off and then hop back on the front <laughs> with no pass so that I can get on, so I can stay on my ride for free. I remember when they started getting on the T train, not going to hold you one time, me, Zari, and Jazz all shared one of the same <laughs> transfers. We're like, wait, where's my transfer? No, that was the so same bag. We literally, we literally sat right next to each other. It was me. Zanae and Jasmine the the fair officers came I showed him my transfer Zanae is digging in my bag at the same time trying to find her quote unquote transfer I slipped my transfer in the bag she pulls out and shows me the same transfer and then passes it to Jazz hella slick and then Jazz shows him the same transfer Listen, we have to do what we had to do back then. And also, the buses was these buses are really dirty. So, like, that just gives me all the more reason to not want to pay y'all. No. Let's talk about when the bus, back in my day, the bus used to be 35 cents. A quarter oh, and a dime. <laughs> a literal quarter <laughs> and a dime. Okay? Can't and they wasn't even that. getting that. And then it went up to 50 cents, then 75, then it was a dollar twenty-five, And that was all I remember. Four dollars. What is it now? Probably like four dollars. It's expensive. I think it's two twenty-five, maybe. Oh my! Oof. Yeah, but we're I, adults I, now too, so we pay a higher. Oh yeah, price. true. Thirty-five cent was clutch. That's they should have kept it at that. <laughs> Y'all remember <laughs> they used to give? You could go to what was it? Was it Forest Hill or wherever, and pick up the Muni bus pass? Yes. Like, the yellow they wouldn't always collect them. The yellow pack. Yeah, ticket. Yeah. 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 And the thing about them that was Mom so used to do cool that was that the bus drivers used to not take them from you. So you can reuse the same one multiple times before it gets taken from you. <laughs> that is just so interesting. Now every everything has is all high tech. We they're using what clipper card for everything. Yeah. You can hop on everything with the clipper card. The clipper card is, is they, plus though. It's so expensive though. You can't like you can't get out of that. You can't yeah. get there, basically. <laughs> right. And we're still over here with you know, over on the East Coast. They they got us using <laughs> they got us swiping metro cards, like <laughs> literal actual cards. You and know, in it's London, so wasteful, so wasteful. In London, you can open your Apple Wallet up to the up to the entrance, and wow. walk and it just through. takes the money out. Yes, I'm wow. like that's, that's so efficient. Cool. Yeah, no extra additional apps or anything. That's amazing. But you paying? Yeah. <laughs> Imagine paying. Imagine yes. paying for Muni. Okay, so what's on on the other spec on the other end of the spectrum? What's the dirtiest bus line that y'all have ever rode? 
The nasty nine. The nasty nine. Baby. Nasty nine. Are y'all the? Have y'all not been on the forty four before? The forty four is dirty. It it be it be getting funky on the forty four. People be fighting. It is stink on the forty four, but it's it's never as dirty as the nine is. That's the, true. But the that's because the, the nine eight. it the goes eight. the eight. Where not even go? the nine. The eight. It's the eight now. Well, that's downtown. The eight X. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, that's a that's a that's a tough bus. You, you real bold to get on that one for sure. Ex baby girl, be dirty. <laughs> Mike, yeah, <laughs> nasty. Wow. Okay, so what's the most scenic bus line? Hmm. The most scenic. The twenty three is nice. The twenty three is nice. I used to catch the twenty three from Bayview to the Castro, and I would just go walk and look at houses because they were so pretty. So pretty. You the get to see like all the Castro. Yes. Yeah, it does. Like at the top, mm-hmm. right? It takes you right right through the Castro at the top. Wait, where? No, it don't. Yes, it does. The twenty four. Oh. Oh. What's the <laughs> the twenty three takes you to the beach? I'm like the twenty three does not take you to Castro. Oh yeah, we're talking about the twenty four. Yeah, the, the twenty four is a nice route. It is. It's really pretty. The also, 29. What's that bus that goes through the marina? The 29. I don't know what bus that is. But he used to stop in front of my house. The 29 goes through the Presidio. The 29 is oh, a beautiful yeah. route, though. It really is. The 29 is a really, really pretty. It takes you to Golden Gate. It takes you, yeah, to like to Chrissy Fields. Yeah, yeah, it does. Mm-hmm. It takes you over there by Chrissy Fields. What's the funniest or the craziest story, mini story that you guys have? Okay, so one time I was on the, what's that bus that goes through hate from downtown? It's like one of those oh, single digit. Yeah, no, it's it's a single digit that goes from Market Street up into uh, up to oh, hate that's Street. That's the five. That's the five. Yeah, the five. So I was on the five one time, right? And I was sitting in the back, and that bus is usually so crowded when you're coming from market. Like, it's always crowded because people are trying to get to Hay Street. So I'm on the back of the bus, and this guy hops on, and he's like, oh, I'm doing magic tricks. I'm doing magic tricks. <laughs> <laughs> and he has, like, this platter that he's, like, doing the magic tricks on. Mm-hmm. So he was like, okay, hand me. Um, he was like, somebody, like, do you want to? Basically, you can do a bet. Not a bet, oh but like God. he wanted to do a magic trick with, with cash. So if you wanted to join, you had to give like a five, 10 or a 20. So this one person on the back of the bus, this one like little lady, she gave a 20 and he's like, he's like rotating almost. It looks like he's almost like juggling with the dollar, like with the actual cash, like where he's doing this like magic trick. And he had his own money on in a part of the juggling. So he's like juggling this money and he's like, oh, pick one. And she chose one. And he just snatched all the money and hopped off the bus oh on, the next, on the on the next um, <laughs> stop. She was, she was screaming so loud. She was yelling like bloody murder. And I was just I was just in shock. I was just sitting there. I just didn't know what to oh say or what to do. And she was so mad that she lost out on her twenty dollars. She thought she was gonna win some money. And he was just a con artist and literally snatched all them dollars that whatever people gave, he took it and left. Oh my and, God. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> doing a magic trick. Look, <laughs> right? Like, if you think Dad. about it, like, why would you give? Why? Yeah, the whole thing was just sus from the very beginning. Yeah. <laughs> what about y'all? 
So in the fifth grade, we started catching the bus um, home from school. And if you're not familiar with the 54 bus line, one, <laughs> it be. runs once an hour. Oh. And two, it literally makes its way all throughout San Francisco. And it hits so many schools. Like, yeah. the 54 hits so many schools. Like, from uh, Epiphany to Guadalupe, our elementary school, to June Jordan, to, like, literally throughout the entire city, MLK. <laughs> so, by the time we got to closer to our house, which is on the opposite end of the line where we got on, the bus was packed packed with kids, packed with students, packed with just people. And on the back of the bus, means they always sat in the front of the bus because they was always scared to sit in the back. And no, yes. my mom told us to ride in the front. <laughs> they was always extremely scared. Anywho. So we're on the 54 and people start fighting and arguing. And girl, girl, somebody pulled up. Was it a knife or a gun? I don't even remember because I when stuff gets, when people start getting the fighting and stuff, I don't even don't watch. Even, I don't you don't even eyes. wait to know what happens. <laughs> I don't, exactly. But Zanae, once we got off the bus, we just knew, like, things just got super tense. But we got off the bus, and it was like, oh my gosh, that guy had a knife. And they were fighting, and whoop de whoop whoop And she's, she's always been a super nosy one, so she knew all the <laughs> intel. And I was just like, get me off this bus, y'all, please. Oh my god. Oh, I have one more. On San Bruno, this black girl single-handedly fought about six, seven dudes from CT. They was from Chinatown. And they was yelling, CT. And they was just jumping her. And I'm like, oh, I had never seen, like, I've heard of the gangs, the Chinatown gangs, the CT thugs, but I've never seen them in action. <laughs> but I will say, I will say that black woman held her own. I don't know what they were fighting about, what they were arguing about, but she was, she was, she was working them. For real. And it was like six, Working it was them. six or seven of them. And she, fought, she, fought, she fought them all. Like they were all fighting and it was just crazy. It was so crazy. Wait, and that was on that was on, on San Bruno on um the, the bus stop the right thing? in front of the metro store <laughs> next door to oh, oh yeah, like next door by, to by the TGIF. Yep. Next, yeah. Right in front of TGIF. Mm-hmm. I don't have any stories. You probably just can't remember them. Can't remember. I can't remember. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, well, no. This is a funny story. Me and they will. So when we went to Aptis, we would catch the 23 home. And we would go up to, again, the 23 is one of those buses too that runs not frequently. So we'll be waiting up at the bus stop in the freezing <laughs> cold with our friends waiting for the bus to go home. So what we would do is we would go to the after school program and drink heck of juice boxes and then bring the juice boxes up to the bus stop. And the bus stop was off a slope, so it was super busy. And so what we would do is we would flip the, the juice boxes over and put them in the street and then run and then let the cars roll over to the top. And we would just sit and laugh for literally 30, for 30 to 45 minutes waiting for the bus. Just cracking up, acting a fool. Mm-mm-mm. There's literally videos of us like singing the song like pop. <laughs> Do you remember yes, that? Pop. Pop in the pop cabinet. In the cabinet. Pop. Pop. I hope that video never resurfaces. Those are some good memories. Oh, uh, okay. This is a really memorable one. So, like Zari mentioned, we start catching the bus really early. We always used to dance everywhere we went. <laughs> so, we it got to the point where we would be dancing before the bus driver came. 
our the bus drivers would come and we would get on the same bus. We would always get on the 54. And so it got to the point where all of the drivers would recognize us. They're like, oh, those are the dancing twins. <laughs> and like they would give us like transfers and all this stuff. And yeah, we had like bus driver friends. Yes. <laughs> they That's knew what time um okay so this that was honestly so great to relive those memories like I hadn't (laughs) I hadn't been to that part of my brain in a very long time so it was (laughs) a pleasure sharing all those stories with y'all about Muni um (laughs) sorry remember when we were on the eight this is when we were commuting we were commuting and my mom would drop us off at the eight bus stop before she went to work. And one time, Zanae sat in a homeless person's seat and her pants smelled like pee. <laughs> really? You I don't, don't remember, remember that. that. We literally got on the eight. You sat in a seat that was previously occupied by a homeless person <laughs> and your pants smelled like pee. <laughs> Ew, I don't remember that. That is so nasty. Yes. That gives me the EBGBs. That's why parents say do not wear your outside clothes in the house. Exactly. Heckin' nasty. I'm weak. Okay, mm-hmm. let's jump into hypey hypotheticals. So we'll be back shortly. All right, y'all. It is time for our signature segment, hypey hypotheticals. We really do got some hypey ones uh, this time around. So drum roll please we're actually gonna do um Zanae we'll do a fire round with you so you have to answer all of the the ones that I give you okay okay all right so we're gonna start with Baker Beach or Chrissy Fields Chrissy Fields easy yeah that's true you did say you liked Chrissy Fields okay Pancho Villa or El Farlito which one is the one that we went to? Sorry, is that Pancho Villa? Yeah, Pancho well, Villa is on six. That's on sixteen. Pancho Villa. Pancho Villa. <laughs> that's gonna stir the pot. That's gonna stir the pot because I know people gonna have something to say about that one. El Farlito uh, is subpar at best. N- no, at El best. Farlito? And all you get is beans, beans and rice, Girl, and you salsa. You get that everywhere. Brianna doesn't get sauce, so she doesn't like tomatoes. Yeah, true. Um, Wait, what okay, do you my Pancho Villa okay. order is I like Pancho Villa because they season These their nice. prawns. But El Farlito is just like nostalgic for me because I went to Bao, which is right, you know, right there. So it's like it, it's a part of me. Like I grew up going to El Farlitos uh, pretty regularly. Um, Okay, so next up, is it Dolores Park or Golden Gate Park for you? Um, Delo- uh, oh, no, Golden Gate. Golden Gate, Gate over Park. Dolores? That's, that's oh, what yeah. I take. Easy. I love the Rose Garden in Golden Gate. For me, Dolores? For me, it's, it's Dolores. I like Dolores because I like the skyline. I like the accessibility to other moves afterwards. Like you can yes, get you a so. fire lunch. You can go lay out in Dolores. You can read. You can meet people. And Golden Gate yes. Park is so much more remote, and it's less of a like picnic areas. Yeah, like, like there's definitely yeah. need to walk. No, through, you know. Yes, and the weather has to be pristine for you to really yeah. enjoy it. For it to be nice in Golden Gate. Right. That's true. Park. 
But it's always nice in Dolores Park because that part of the city always is typically warmer. Ghirardelli Square or Yerba Buena? Oh, Yerba Buena. Really? That just it's just nostalgic. I remember being younger. We would go to the ice clearing, that metal slide that's super long. Like the Zeom is there. Like there's a merry-go-round. Like Yerba Buena for sure. Okay. Easy. Okay. All right. And bonus round. Would you rather walk through Double Rock or drive through Patrol Hill? (sighs) Drive through Patrol Hill. Okay. Really? Period. <laughs> Walk through Double Rock. I don't know though. Double Rock is looking real nice these days, y'all. I haven't been in years, so I don't know. What well, Double, Double Rock, Rock was redeveloped, so they finally got people into Gilman apartments. Yeah, yeah. developments. Yeah. So Double Rock is actually really nice and very well landscaped and. Oh, excuse me. Okay. Patrol, I don't know. I would not even be able to drive. I don't know how to drive, so. That's a good point. Okay, Zaria, you ready? Yes. Baker Beach or Chrissy Fields? Baker Beach. Okay. Pancho Villa or El Farolito? Pancho Villa. (laughs) Dolores Park or Golden Gate Park? It's Dolores Park me um Ghirardelli Square or Yerba Buena uh, this one's tough because I love I love Ghirardelli Square because it's right off of that little beach area that's so nice but I'm going to have to go with Yerba Buena because it's closer to other things that I like to enjoy like nice rooftop restaurants and bars museum of the african mm-hmm. diaspora and then like the embarcadero i love the embarcadero yeah embarcadero is beautiful okay and your bonus question is would you rather go out for a night out on the town on polk street or downtown financial district what <laughs> <laughs> what would you? Which one would you prefer? <laughs> um, wait. Okay. I think. Wait. Okay. 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 So one fun fact about me: I've never been out on Polk Street. So wow. Really? To that? I'm more of a like Mission girl. Mission is a little more ethnic. It's not the financial district for me. <laughs> because if you get to if you go to the financial district during happy hour, you can run into a dad. In a yeah, and, and, and quite Period. quite literally a dad. So he he's gonna be off limits. <laughs> so no point in going out. But no, there. honestly, the happy hour moves in the financial district can be kind of cute. So I'm gonna pick that over Polk. Polk be a little wild. I'm gonna be with with them shenanigans. Honestly, I would take Polk. I would take I would I would take Polk. Just yes. because, like, yes, it do be a lot of, like, white people, but they be the white people that's, like, ready to, like, you know, have fun. It be kind of lit. That's funny. And for you, Brianna, so Baker Beach or Chrissy Fields? It's definitely Chrissy Fields for me. I have so many memories there. I love being, yeah, I love the view of the bridge. I love that you can see Alcatraz, Angel Island. It's really pretty. Okay. Pancho Villa or El Farolito? 
Oh, this one is honestly so hard for me, right? Because like I said, El Farlito is like my high school experience in a nutshell. Like when we had off-campus lunch, we would go and get nachos for lunch. After school, we was hitting up Farlitos. Pancho Villa is more of like my recent, like my more grown young adult acquired taste, right? Because we know that they put them dried up veggies in their rice at Pancho Villa. And that's it. <laughs> definitely an acquired taste so um so yeah I I, that one I I gotta call it a a, a truce because I can't I can't pick okay they're both my number ones okay Dolores Park or Golden Gate it's definitely Dolores Park for me same thing it's the nostalgia like I've yeah I've always gone to Dolores more so than Golden Gate Park so okay Ghirardelli Square or Yerba Buena? Definitely Ghirardelli Square. I went there recently, not recently, but the last time I was in San Francisco. Um, well, yeah, I guess it was kind of recent. It was it was like a year ago. I went to Ghirardelli Square and it was just vibes. Like, it's so pretty up there. Yeah. Also, fun fact, I used to work for Ghirardelli at AT&T Park. Um, I was slinging Sundays for the football, uh, for the basketball, for the... Wow, for the baseball, baseball, for the baseball folks. Um, so yeah, Ghirardelli Square for sure because I love Ghirardelli, and I used to pick up my checks from there. Okay, and so for Her. your <laughs> for your hot seat question, <laughs> would you rather drink a liter of water from oh. the Civic Center Bart Station? Oh. Bathroom. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Or would you rather drink two cups of bay water? <laughs> like literal bay, bay water? <laughs> yes. Like scooped out of the bay. Oh my goodness. Throws up twice. <laughs> it's the bay water. It honestly is the bay water because there is no way on god's green earth that i'm going anywhere near a civic center bathroom like but that one, water comes from hetch hetchy i don't care where that water comes from it gotta come out through civic center <laughs> that ain't going <laughs> nowhere near my mouth i can't do it yeah it's so, clean water from no zaria anything that's coming out of civic center i'm sorry i can't do it i'm just scarred honestly i'm so scarred by civic center I really am. Civics and be on some shit. <laughs> like, it really do. And I, I, like, I can't be down there by the... It's just too much. It's it's honestly... Yeah. Well, that, that that's a digression. So we'll, we'll, we'll pick that up on another topic because I could talk about downtown Civic Center, 6th Street for a whole long time. <laughs> for a whole long time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Thank y'all so much for... Um, listening to us banter and kind of just you know relive our childhood memories um, I hope it was as fun to listen um, as it was to kind of talk about this stuff and if you are in San Francisco now or you were born and raised there like us um, please comment below um, or on our social media platform uh, some of your favorite memories in San Francisco we would honestly truly love to hear them because I know we can't be just experience we can't couldn't have experienced this stuff in a silo um and thank you Zanae for being our special guest on this episode um and, and chiming in on your memories as well thank y'all for having me it was fun I will be back anytime 
Yes. Black yes. Black Lens. Black Lens. Yes.